0: Welcome to the Retro Photo Film Podcast, where we break down 50 years of film and digital photography with a true Renaissance man. Grab your favorite darkroom snack. It's time to talk photography with your host, Al Tallin.
1: Hi, this is Al. Welcome to Retro Photo Films Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about going into the former Yugoslavia. We had left Budapest last week, and for those of you just tuning in, This is a trip of myself and 22 students as we traveled Eastern European countries. It was quite a feat. It took about 20 days. It was like a country a day almost. So today we're going to be talking about arriving into the former Yugoslavia. We crossed the border and the first town that we came to was a place called Subotica, which was really kind of a fun and kind of a little romantic place. And we thought about staying there, but we thought, no, we're headed to Belgrade. Let's move on and go a little bit farther. So what we did was we went a little farther, too many miles. And there was this little town, actually not a town, it's a village. And there's this little village and as you're driving by, there's this church right there. And I thought, wow, I'm in the lead band. And so I said, okay, we got to stop. So we pulled over. I said, okay, it's just about sundown. Let's everybody go out and we'll photograph. And when it comes dark, we'll take off and head to Belgrade. So we did, and I talked to you last week about the guy guy that got in everybody's photograph. Well, he started down this one street, and that's where I wanted to go. He headed towards the church. I wanted to go there. So I turned to my partner, who was with me, and said, okay, we're going down this street. As we went down this street, we walked to the end, and there was a lady there, and she was had like eight pots cooking at the same time over a fire, which is really cool. I'll have one of those photographs for you to see, and then we just turned around and we went back, and as we came back, there's a big empty field, and there was this house it was a long, white house, one story and it was a w- one window, so as we were standing there photographing a lady came out, and I thought, uh-oh we're in trouble she came up and said, what are you doing? and I said, photographing your house why? and I said, because it's, it's beautiful lines and she goes, she looked at the house and went I don't think so. And I said, yes, it really is. It's very beautiful. This time of day with the sun coming down, it's very beautiful. Who are you? <laughs> and I was like, well, at least I was happy that she was speaking English. So we got to talking and then she said, well, would you please come to my house? And I said, okay, where is it? That's my house that you're photographing. <laughs> so we did. Her name was Liliana Chetve. Liliana spoke broken English with a great accent. The one thing, as you talk with Liliana, she has never learned how to say airport. She always goes airport But that's okay. You got to hear the words that I speak in uh, Serbian. It's like, whoa, they're bad. So uh, <laughs> so it's okay. So today we're going to talk about being there and photographing this. And when we met that family, her was name was Marinko, and their daughter's name was Lena. Lena was only five years old and just this little snot nosed kid running around. They had cats and dogs and chickens and everything else in the farm and Lena running around with them. Today I have a guest with me and it's Lena. Of course, now I have all the dogs at the house. She doesn't. She has dogs at her house. But now Lena is an accomplished lawyer, a mother of one, and is just, it's awesome. She has been here in the United States since 1993, and is now an American citizen. So we're going to talk about this story another time, but what we're going to do now is talk about what she kind of remembers from us being there during that time and, you know, what goes through a five-year-old's mind when a whole bunch of Americans show up in two buses and in your place. So, Lena, welcome to the program. Thank you. And how are you doing?
0: Great, great. Excited to be here and excited to uh, relive these memories, for sure.
1: Okay, so I already said how old you were. You were five years old. So what do you remember from that time, if you remember anything from that time?
0: You know, it's funny because I don't know if what I remember is because I've been told that or whether that's my actual memory of things. But one of the things that stands out to me, and again, this may have been, People retelling me the story but I remember being told that this group of students from the University of Utah were invited in by my family and that we offered them coffee to drink and that they turned it down And we thought that was very, very rude. (laughs) Because in Serbia, what you do when you have guests is you invite them to drink coffee. But they didn't want coffee. Instead, they wanted herbal teas if we had them. And that's something that stands out in my head quite a bit from that. And I remember that they all wore vests of some sort. The way they dressed, I thought was unique and interesting, but I think that's uh, the gear that they had to carry with them. And so they had these gray vests on. I always remember that about them. I remember Al quite a bit. He was kind of the leader of the group. And then that's about it. I don't remember how many days they stayed or much else until later.
1: Okay. Well, thanks. (laughs) So let me tell you about that coffee party. Now, there were coffee drinkers and non coffee drinkers inside the group. That night that we met the Cetves, two of us stayed at their house. The rest of them went back into Subotica and got a hotel there. Liliana said, oh, I know the person in Subotica. So she called up the hotel owner and said, hey, do you have a lot of rooms? And I said, yeah, we don't have many <laughs> Not many people traveling right now. I said, okay. She said, I have a whole bunch of students coming your way. Give them a good price. And so... They did. They all went there, and I stayed at the the Chet Bays that night. The next day, and I actually remember that because my friend who was with me got to sleep in a bed, and I slept on two chairs. It's kind of like two soft chairs, not hard chairs, but two soft chairs butted together were a pair of Mariko's pajamas. And I was talking with Liliana yesterday, and she goes, I remember those pajamas, and she said, I can tell them to you in detail. How fun is that? So the next morning when we left, we got up and we went to Marinko's grandmother's farm. It was a beautiful place, but craziness because we now had become some celebrities. And so a whole bunch of the villagers had followed us there and wanted to be with us all day long and talk with us and practice our English and that. So Mariko's grandmother offered coffee. So some of the students were like, yes, I could, I'd love a cup of coffee. When she handed them the cup of coffee, they looked at it and went, what is this? And it was a little tiny cup, almost like a demitized cup, but it was a little cup. And she stuck the spoon in and the spoon stayed there. The spoon didn't move. And they're looking, going, this is real. And Liliana goes, this is real Serbian coffee. And it's like, what? <laughs> and so they drank it, and they're going, it's like drinking the syrup of coffee beans. But they loved it. (laughs) And for the rest of the day, they had some pretty good buzzes, too. And when they looked at me, they said, what would you like? And I said, water. And she goes, they sent someone out to the well and got this water. And Liliana's like, don't drink the water. Don't drink the water. The water comes in the well. Don't drink the water. You're going to get sick. And I'm like, no, I can drink the water. I'm okay. I'm fine with that. And when they brought the water there, it was sort of brown. But it wasn't really clear, clear water. But I didn't get sick. So all right, so
0: <laughs> I find it interesting that they met you, and my parents met you that evening, and then they just offered to let you guys spend the night like they had known you for years. Just yes. Like, yep, <laughs> just a bunch of strangers.
1: <laughs> exactly. Don't
0: yeah. even speak the language, but go ahead, make yourself at home.
1: <laughs> they did. And they said, Well, why don't you stay the night? And I said, But there is two van full of us oh, well, we could have them all. And I said, no, no, no. I said, they they can go somewhere. So she said, well, but you two have to stay the night. So Liliana was like insistent. And that was like really an amazing thing. The great part about this story is that we then connected at that point and that day and have stayed connected all through these years, even up to, again, yesterday Liliana called me and we had a two-hour chat about our lives, of what has been going on. We haven't talked for a while. It's as if when we talked yesterday, it was like we had talked the day before, which might have been a couple of years ago. So we pick off where we left off, exactly the same place. The rest of that day was on the small farm, was spent with all of my students walking around, photographing everything from the chickens to the corn cribs, which were really awesome because they would just take like these big old, shanty things with no windows or doors, but just filled from top to bottom with corn that they fed to the pigs. They're beautiful. One other thing that was really beautiful there that was on the farm that, and I have a great photograph with that, and I actually will probably use that photograph to go along with today's podcast. And what it is, it was a chicken coop. Now, Mariko's relatives who lived on the farm there, they were were really wonderful people, but They had a very strong taste for the good wine or the bad wine or any wine. They drank a lot, a lot, a lot. This chicken coop was made out of wine bottles from top to bottom, all four sides. The bottles were laid side by side, mortar put between them so that it could stand up and it wouldn't just fall down. All the neck part of the wine bottle was inside inside and all of the butt side of the wine bottle was on the outside. And so when I walked inside this chicken, and they had chickens living in it, and then but they didn't have a wine bottle roof. It had a regular roof. But I went in there, and the sun was coming through these wine bottles, and I freaked out. I went, okay, I have to have this photograph. So I set up my tripod and did that shot. So you will see this shot of the world's probably one and only wine bottle chicken coop. That took a lot of drinking to make that happen. So it, the day really was lovely. There was a photograph of all of this who were there that day. At the end of the day, there is Lena in the in the front there with her mother. And I'm sure, any recollection of any of that happening?
0: <laughs> vaguely, vaguely. Again, it's uh, I remember the photograph, but I've seen it so many times since. And so I think I just remember generally a lot of people and it was very unusual and very exciting because we had these strangers from America interested in what we were doing.
1: At the end of that day, we went back. Marinko is an artist. He is a pastel artist. And as we were packing up the bands and getting ready to leave, I looked at one of these pieces of art on his wall. And I asked him, where would they come from? And, uh, of course, Marinko didn't speak any English. So he just <laughs> told Liliana to tell me what to, say, what to say, and so she did. She said, oh, that's Mariko's art. That's what he does. He goes around and he pastels all of these wonderful sights of the village. Then he does cartoons, and he showed me some of his cartoon stuff. And I love these things of the village. So when we left that day, we had purchased, I think, five of his art pieces at uh, $75 a piece. All the different students all had purchased him That night, just before we left, Liliana came up and was crying. And I asked, well, "What? did we do something wrong? Has it been really hard on you? And she goes, no. She said, we really needed that money. We did not have any money at the time. So for you to stop and buy that many paintings from us, one painting would have been wonderful, but five paintings, says, was fabulous. And so gave us hugs and, and was just, totally grateful for what what had happened and I didn't orchestrate anything, it just kind of happened. At that point, I'm the good guy, you know, I'm like the American. And I'm like, hey, if there's anything you ever need, if there's anything you want, just give me a call. And it's like <laughs> I'll give you my address and my phone number in America and certainly that if we can help you out in any way, we would love to help you out because we really have had a good time these past two days visiting with everybody and doing everything so that started the ball rolling thanks for tuning in to this episode of retro photo film podcast and the crazy adventures that i have lived through in my life and it was wonderful to have Lena here as a guest so thank you again and if you love us leave us a comment thanks
0: you have been listening to the Retro Photo Film Podcast. Follow Al on Instagram at Retro to see all his latest photos and learn more about the stories behind the photos.